welcome to the Joy Bruce Audio Podcast. Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce is a blessed daughter of Bishop Dacheward Mills and the pastor of the First Love Church, Adiasi. These messages contain practical wisdom that will transform you and provide focus and direction for your life. Listen and be blessed as she shares with you wisdom from the Word of God. live here even closer to your your will for our lives thank you for the honor of this meeting we invite you to take your place in jesus name amen and amen Amen. hallelujah please take your seat amen wow it's good to have you back here on the second night and it's good to be here reverend i have to say that we don't take it for granted at all amen And I just want to personally thank you so much. Maybe you don't know that you've been an encouragement to us. The team, I think Ho is one of the first places outside of Kumasi that we went to. So even in those years, we're not sure of what we were doing. But you would always encourage us and give us a place and give us a welcoming hand. And we are grateful. I think it's a good place for you to put your hands together. Amen. Not everybody would take that risk. Hallelujah. So it's an honor to be here a second night with you, and I believe that the Lord is doing great things with us. Amen. It's an honor particularly to be with you during your um, missions and church growth week or conference. Hallelujah. And I believe that um, it is not by chance that your pastor has given us this opportunity because we are coming in from a ministry that believes as, as you do so strongly, both in missions and also in the growth of the church. And it is actually why we do what we do. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Yeah. One of the aspects of the job that we do is to go into a town where we don't really know anybody and just start to visit pastors one by one. And as we go to see them, we go with a message of encouragement. Of course, we go with the books. And it's, it's, it is, I should say, our joy to see the way in which the books change people's lives. One day we went to a place and we went to, we just looked up somebody's number, went to visit him. And as we got in there, we began to talk to the book, about the books with the gentleman and he listened to us and he listened. And then he said, you know, just a week before, He had gone to see his spiritual father and he had told him that he was quitting the ministry. That that it was too difficult and and, and he was at the bottom. And we said to him that maybe that is why we had come to see him that day. So we left the pack of books with him and we said to him that we would pay for it ourselves. But we are giving it to him and asking him to just read it. That's all. Just start reading. About a week to ten days after I got a call from the young man and he said, Pastor, I have started reading. He said, I have finished the first one. I'm on my second one. I'm not quitting. I called you to say, I'm not quitting. And it was such a, a, a blessing. Hallelujah. So we consider ourselves blessed to be able to come around and just add something. Amen. A word of encouragement, a word of something. Because this Christian work that we have, you and I know that it is not simple. Hallelujah. 
I want to just share something small tonight on reading and then we'll get into the message. But I want you to look with me at the scripture. Let's start from Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 8. When I saw these scriptures, I was fascinated. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 8. God was speaking to Ezekiel and he said, But you, son of man, hear what I say unto you. Be not thou rebellious like that rebellious house. Open thy mouth and eat that which I give ye. When I read the scripture, I was wondering what the Lord was talking about because he was referring to a house. He called them rebellious and he said, so you don't be rebellious. Eat what I'm giving to you. So I was looking at the next verse, expecting to see that maybe the Lord was going to give Ezekiel some akle to eat. Or if you are gone like me, some kinky. But look at the second script, the, the next verse, verse 9. And when I looked, behold, a hand was sent to me, and lo, a roll of a book therein. I'm giving you something to eat. I thought it would be food. But it was a book. And he goes on to say, verse 10, He spread it before me, and it was written inside and out. Lamentations, mournings, woe. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 1. Moreover, he said unto me, son of man, Eat what you find, eat this roll, and go and speak unto the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. Hallelujah. I believe that the Lord views certain things very seriously, and one of the things we will find in the book, in, in, the, in the scriptures, are so many scriptures about books. I'm giving you a book. I'm giving you a book. And he sent a warning by Ezekiel and he said, don't be like the rebels before. The people who I gave something to eat and they didn't eat it. Hey, are we repenting? <laughs> because we also, many of us have said the same thing. In fact, in kind, I don't like reading. But it is one of the blessings that God gives to us. Sometimes somebody comes, shares a word, lays a hand, offers a prayer, and we are, we are blessed. But sometimes the blessing that you and you need is also in a book. Amen. And so I just want to say this to you and ask that you take the books very, very seriously. Because blessings can be in them. I have a book here with me, just one of the 60 in the Macarius. And please don't say I am not a pastor so I will not buy the Macarius, not at all. The things in there are more than the wealth you are looking for. And for somebody, it's even the root of your wealth. This book, He That Hath, is actually a scripture that is being quoted. And it says, He that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken even that which he hath. I, I like this book particularly because it ministered to me at a time in my life when things were not working. And I was about to quit. And that morning I was having my quiet time. And for reasons I don't know up till now except to say that the Spirit of God led me. This book was on my table. And as I finished my quiet time, I just picked it 
and I was leafing through the book. Now, what had happened was that I was working as a full-time pastor. I had given up whatever I was doing, and I had come into the ministry expecting to do a number of things. But as God would have it, time had passed, and the work with the books was not working. And I was going to call my spiritual father that morning and say, Daddy, I've tried, but it is not working. Then my eyes fell on this book, and I was just leafing through it when my eyes fell on something. And it said, diligence is the persistent and relentless effort by an individual to solve a problem, to overcome difficulties, and to accomplish great things. And as I read it, I felt that the Spirit of God was asking me, do you have a problem? I have a big problem. If you have been employed to do something and it is not working, it is not a problem. It's a very big problem. And then he says, do you have a difficulty? I said, Lord, a very big difficulty. They said, do you want to accomplish great things? I said, oh, Lord, do you know? He said, read it. I had read this book before, but as I sat there and took my time and went sentence by sentence, that's why it says to eat the book. It means it must become part of you. As I ate the book, slowly but surely, we came out of the difficulty. And that is why after now we are still moving around, traveling on the backs of these books. Hallelujah. So you may be here tonight and it's your business that is in trouble. Or your family that is in trouble. Or your life that is in trouble. Believe me when I say that there is a book for every situation. Hallelujah. Permit me to just talk about one more book. One of Bishop's new books that is becoming a bestseller very quick, very fast. It's this one. How you can preach salvation. Nowadays the church has come to a place where apart from the few pastors who are having crusades, many people cannot preach on salvation. Hey, Is it true or is it not true? We are saved. We've given our lives to Christ. But to talk to another person, we may not even know what to say. This book has over a hundred messages. How to preach salvation. How to tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. Everything in here is biblical. As a church, we have a a unit or a ministry that moves around various um, um, secondary SHS level institutions. And they used to go on Saturdays, they'd go and preach. By the grace of God, they would come back and say 50 people gave their lives to Christ. 40 people gave their lives to Christ. But when their leader got hold of this book and began to read it and to study it and to allow the word to sit in her, I noticed a difference in the numbers of people being born again at each meeting. Suddenly from 50, they would go and come back 544. They'll go and come back 325. And I realized that an anointing had entered, yes, based on what she had studied. So please, at the end of today, I am just, you see this book, I don't even have it as single copies. You will have to buy your Macarius to get it. So please, start making your plans. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, are you with me? Or because I said you should buy Macarius, you are annoyed with me. Macarius, start calculating it in your hair, your hairstyle. You see that? It's not too bad. 
Amen. And that is why I, last night, um, Apostle was sharing with you that if you are interested, please talk to one of us tonight. Amen. So that a way will be made. Tell your neighbor, a way is always possible. A way is always. As for God, he only wants us to desire. If the desire is there, God has a way of providing. Amen. Great. Well, this is our second night. And this is our church growth conference, mission and church growth conference. And I believe that, I am believing God that we will be a catalyst. I said, said that to you last night. Something that will just encourage you and cause the reactions to be stronger and faster. When I say reaction, the work that we are doing. Amen. And I want to share with you last night, I believe I shared something with you saying don't change. And if you are here and you are doing something, you are in this church, you are a part of the church, you are not separate from it, and so be part of what is going on. Hallelujah. And I believe that in this mission month, great things are going to happen. Tonight, I want to share something continuing from there. Because what is happening is that many times we forget that God has an expectation of us as believers. He is not only expecting that the men of God in this house, the women of God in this house, will work and serve him, but he's also expecting that each one of us who is a Christian will also do our part. Amen. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about our bearing fruit. I'm talking about us as believers bearing fruit. And as I start, I want to make a distinction between our service for God in church and our fruit. Because sometimes we feel that if I am working in the house of God, it is enough. Let us read a couple of scriptures. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 6. It says, now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. Accomplishing the service of God. There are things we do in the house that are part of the service. Amen where we are doing a service to God, a service to the ministry, by what we do in the house. And I would put almost all the things we do under this heading. Is it important? It's very important. Because Revelation chapter 2 and verse 19 says, I know thy works and charity and service and faith and patience and thy works. He says it again. And the, the last to be more than the first. Let me read it in simple English. Bible and basic English. It says, I have knowledge of your works. And your love and faith and help and strength in trouble. And that your last works are more than the first. Amen. So whatever you are doing for the Lord is important. And I want to say continue doing it. However... Is it the same as your fruit or not? If you are a chorister, is that your fruit? If you are an usher, is that your fruit? If you are, what are the other jobs? 
a drama. Is that your fruit? It's your service. It's not your fruit. Hey, let's let's go back to scripture. Is it okay? Let's go back to scripture so that we are safe. <laughs> John chapter fifteen, verse sixteen says, "What you have chosen me, I have. <laughs> I beg your pardon. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name." He will give it to you. What is our fruit? What is our fruit? What's the fruit of a dog? A dog will give birth to what? Oh, you are very quiet. Let's give birth. Uh A cat will give birth to. It was our former president who said, "Cut on one, (laughs) Omar." Hallelujah. So, in other words, each thing gives birth to its type. So a Christian is giving birth to what? Yeah, that's your fruit. So regardless of what you are doing in the house of God, there is an expectation that you will bear fruit. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Then there's a promise there that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Is it possible that you have been asking God for some things and not received an answer because you have not fulfilled the first part? And this is the reason why when you come to a time in your church when it's soul winning time, it's time to go out there and to do something to win a soul, you shouldn't play with it. You shouldn't play with it at all. It is true that as Christians, we should also be making an effort on our own to win souls. But you and I know that left to ourselves, a whole year can come and go. Please ask your neighbor, when was the last time you shared Jesus Christ with somebody and led the person to Christ? And please get a date. Ask your neighbor and get a date. And if your neighbor is looking... Double, double. I said, I said, means it's a long time. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Lord has expectation of us that we will bear fruit. What kind of fruit? Again, when it comes to spiritual things, we're talking there are two kinds of fruit. You can talk about the fruit of the Spirit. That's what we find in Galatians 5, 23 But tonight, that's not the one we want to look at. We want to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 15, where Paul was speaking and he said, For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. Then he says, For in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the... So, to the Lord, as you have shared Jesus with somebody, led somebody to Christ, you have begotten that person in the Lord. You have given birth to that person in the Lord. Hallelujah. Please, ask your neighbor again. Uh, Please, what date did you see? When last did you say you led somebody (laughs) to Christ? And so, as soon as you realize that it has been a long time. It's very important for you to say, I have to correct this immediately. 
And what better time than now? What better time than now? Hallelujah. It's a good place to put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. So how is this going to happen? The scriptures say in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. And tonight, I want to provoke you unto good works. Hallelujah. I want to provoke you unto fruit bearing. What kind of fruit? Bringing somebody to the Lord. Affecting somebody's spiritual life. Amen. And I thank God that the Bible has has so much information for us that will help us. Tonight I am sharing with you from a book called Anakazo. And this book I brought it specially for you so that you will make sure you own a copy. I like to think of Anakazo as a spirit. Why? It's a, it's a Greek word, don't worry. It is, it's a Greek word that was translated into English. Amen. In Luke chapter 14, we meet the word anakazo. Luke chapter 14 and verse 23, we meet the word trans, that it is translated, of course, into English. Luke chapter 14 verse 23. Then the master said, then go to the... Please, can we have it in the King James? It's a little easier for some of us than the Message Bible. Thank you. Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them. That word compel is the translation of the word anakazo. Amen? And it says compel them to come in that my house may be filled. And so tonight I want us to do a very quick study of this scripture. And I want us to see this word anakazo, to compel. Why are we talking about the Greek version? Because like many languages, sometimes one word can mean many things. Amen. And that word anakazo is written here compel, but it has more meanings. It also means to drive, to constrain, to force. To threaten, to entreat. So it's a very big word. Amen? Oh, amen? Yeah. I mean, or you, I'm sure you have some words like that in Ewe. One word, and it means many things, several meanings. But if you are translating, you have to pick one and put it there. But it means so many things. And the word anakazo means so many things. The master was saying, go and compel them. Go and anakazo them. Go and force them. Go and beg them. Go and threaten them. In other words, as we embark on bearing fruit and bringing people into the house to fill the house, we're going to need different methods. Amen. We're going to need different methods. Different people and different methods. So tonight, I want us to take a walk through this scripture in Luke chapter 14. Starting with verse 16. I want to read the entire scripture, which is also in the book. Seth, how much is the book tonight? It's what? How much is it? You give it at 10 cities tonight. Okay. All right. They say half price. Please buy it because you will discover that it is in everything that you need an akazo. But let's look at our scripture here, and I'm reading it right from the book. Luke chapter 14, 
starting from verse 16. Then said he unto them, A certain man made a great supper, and bade many, and sent his servants at supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto his servant, Go out into the highways and hedges, and compel, that's anakazu, Anakazo them to come in, that my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Hallelujah. Tonight I want us to go into the scripture because it's a picture of a master trying to grow his church. Amen. That master can be your pastor. And he's trying to grow his church. To fill it up so that there's no space left. And I believe that there are several lessons we can pull out of this, play, this chapter. So the first thing I want to say is that the, the man made a good supper. Made a great supper. He prepared a wonderful service. He prepared something that people would want to come to. Hallelujah. And you will find that in any church, in order to prepare a good something, so many things are needed. Hallelujah. And tonight I want to say to you that if you have a part in any service or any crusade, you need to see that that great supper is not prepared just by one man. Amen. You are very quiet tonight. I hope you are okay. Hallelujah. How prepared are we for that supper? You will also find out that a supper has many ingredients. If we were cooking in the kitchen, there's onion inside. There's maggie inside. There's garden egg inside. There's some what? Hey, what's that? There's chicken. There's garlic. There are so many things inside. Please turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are one of the ingredients. We need you. You are one of the ingredients. You are one of the ingredients. If you don't come, something is missing. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Yeah. So to be able to create this great supper, this man needed to have several helpers there and so many things were going on and this is how it is also in church. You know, when you have music as good as the music you have in this church, you can easily take it for granted. Yeah. Amen. Oh, it's a good place to clap for the choirs. Hey, I could have sat down and listened to you the whole evening. Amen. But it's part of the good supper. Because I don't know if you have ever been where the, the piano is playing key C and the singer is in Q, W, and then the rest. <laughs> have you seen some before? Hey. 
I have a nice choir in my church, but one day I don't know what happened to them. The lead singer was singing something. Then the uh, back, the, uh, the rest were also singing. Now the pianist was in between. Should I follow this one? Or it was not easy. It was not easy. And when they finished the song, then somebody told them, they said, you have fried the whole song. <laughs> Amen. But we do not want a burnt supper. So whatever you are doing, do it with all your strength. Hallelujah. And one of the reasons why some of our church outreaches are not successful, at times it is because we didn't prepare well. Yeah. Sometimes we didn't prepare well. Nowadays, there's so much information out there. If you are going to a community, how big is the community? How many people are there? How many houses? What's the population? All of it is important because, I don't know about you, but I have had crusades before. And at the end of the crusade, we didn't have enough counselors. What have we done? We didn't have enough people to maybe follow them, talk to them. I hope you are following me. All this is part of the supper. The supper. Amen. The things that go into whatever is going to be done. Hallelujah. So let us prepare well. The master, the Bible says he, he, he did a great supper. And I believe that we will prepare a great supper in this mission week. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. What are the ingredients of the outreaches? It has to be well prepared. Now, the next thing that we can learn from this scripture is that there are two kinds of church members. The servant is a type of church member. This is somebody who, when the master was at work, he was there. Hello? Or you can't see it. The scripture says that he sent his servant at supper time to call the people he was waiting for. He was expecting. So the man was there. He was around. So there are some people in church when the pastor is preparing, they are there. They are there. They are ready to do whatever is supposed to, to be done. Now the people he went to call, they were also members of the church. Hey. Hello. They were also members of the church. But these are the kind of members who will not come and help to do anything. Who will be sitting in the house and will be relaxing. And when they are expecting you to come, please, you have to go. Hmm. I'm sure if you take a look at your church, you will see that there are many members who are not here. And on Sunday, they were not there. Cannot go for to look for all of them. The deacons cannot go to look for all of them. They have to add you. Please turn to your neighbor and say, "We, you, they must add you. They must add you. You are the servant who must go." You see, it's a very important point because in many places people are saying that, "Oh, the pastor should do the work." Let me go back to scripture so you know that it is not uh, just somebody's mind that is working. Ephesians chapter 4. The scripture says, I'm going to read the amplified version. (laughs) And his gifts were varied. He himself appointed and gave men to us. Some to be apostles, special messengers. Some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders. Some evangelists, preachers of the gospel, traveling missionaries. Some pastors 
shepherds of his flock and teachers. Verse 12 is what I want you to note. His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people, that they should do the work of ministering towards building up Christ's body, the church. Let me read it. This time I'm going to the Message Bible. Ephesians 4, 10 to 12. If I let's just go to um, verse 12. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher to train Christians in skilled servant work. Working within Christ's body, the church. Amen. So why do we have the men of God with us? Why do we have the pastors with us? Why do we have the apostles and evangelists? Please turn to your neighbor and say, it's to train you and me. It's to train you and me. Yeah. It's to train you and me. So the work is for us to do. Hallelujah. I hope we are understanding it. The work is for us to do. You will see that the pastor was there. The master was there. He didn't go out to call the people. It was a servant that he sent. Amen. Now I have a message for the other kind of one. The other member who is waiting to be invited. The person is a permanent member. Because the Bible says that he was sent to call those who were invited. So anytime there is a, a, a service or anything, it's an invitation. But what happened? The Bible says they all with one consent began to make excuses. Hey. Hey. These are the members who will come today, not come tomorrow. Come once half. In fact, some of them you will see them this Easter. They have not been in church, huh? but you will see them Easter time. Please, you know some of them. Take them a message. The message I want you to take to them is in Luke chapter 16 and verse 24. This is what the master had to say. Luke 16, 24. He had a message for the people who wouldn't come. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Luke 14, 24. Luke 14, 24. This was the message. This is what the master said about the people who should have been there. The members who should have been there. King James, please. He says, I say to you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Very serious. Or what do you think? It's very, very serious. It says that to be a church member and when it is time to come to church, you have an excuse. These men said that one said, I'm going to look at my, uh, my oxen. My, I mean, who goes to inspect cattle in the night? Another one said, I bought land. I'm going to look at it. Who goes to look at land in the night? Another one said that I've married a wife. When you marry a wife, is that not when you want to go? dinner to supper so everybody will see that hey you are newly married he say hey, i can't come because i've married a wife but that's just like you and me when we begin to give an excuse i cannot come because i'm going to wash i cannot come because i'm going to the market i cannot come because you know my sister's mother's father's uncle's auntie's son hey tell your neighbor let's be serious let's be serious in the same way as they, you could have inspected your cattle earlier in the day. In that same way, you could also have washed at another time. Hey. 
Are you in the house? Tell anybody they are talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the very same excuses we have these days. Yeah. The same excuses. We are ready to pay the price to go to work. But we are not ready to pay that price for God. Our boss can call us and say, we are traveling on Sunday. You won't have a problem at all. You pack all your things and say, oh, come here, come here. Your boss you work over time. But God can't get you to work over time. Hey. Ask your neighbor, are they talking to you? <laughs> yeah. But it is real. The things we are ready to do for money, we are not ready to do them for God. Mm. You see, today I was sitting there and then I heard the thunder. I heard, I said, oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> I said, oh God. Because I knew that if it rained, please ask your neighbor who will come. But if there was money here, just for money, but for God we can't get wet. Hey, please ask your neighbor what they are saying. Is it true or not? So, so excuses, and that's why I'm saying that what we need is the anakazo spirit. It's the spirit to force ourselves to do things. To compel ourselves to do things. To make ourselves do things. This soft Christianity, we are tired. Hey. Anyway, maybe some of us, we gave our lives to Christ a long time ago. Because I remember that the rain didn't used to stop us. When we are going, we'll go. We'll go. Yeah. If we are wet, we'll dry. It's not a problem. Yeah. Some of you, when there's no money in your pocket, you say, because I have no money, I won't come to church. Oh, what are you saying? Oh, what does that mean? Walk and come. Walk and come. Walk and come. Walk. Hey. It's like I'm preaching another gospel. <laughs> Amen. You see, I'm just showing us how our excuses today are like the ones in the Bible. Yeah. It's an excuse, but it's not an acceptable excuse. You don't have money in your pocket, and so what? Come to church. After all, when you have money in your pocket, you're offering, is it not just one CD you bring? And yes, you yeah, come, come. You see, I pray, you know, today as I was praying, but I just say, Lord. Just, just kindle the fire in us again. And let us be Christians who decide that rain no, no, God don't work. So it won't stop us. That what we are going to do for the Lord, we will do it. Come what may. Amen. We can see in the scripture here, the master was not happy with these people and their excuses. He wasn't happy at all. He said, those people, they will never it. Hey. Are you in the house tonight? I'm still, I'm still talking. Amen. And so I want to say to you that you need to be one of those 
who does something about it. And the Bible says that, you see, the servant came and he said, you know, told him about all the excuses. And then the master got angry. There are times when God is angry with us. He's angry. We have made him a God who doesn't get angry. But it's not true. He does get angry. And this is one of the things that makes him angry. So he told the guy, go out quickly. Go and bring in other people. Go and bring in other people. And the servant said, it is done as you have commanded. Who went to bring the other people? Was it the pastor? Was it the master? Or was it the servant? If this church is to be full, who is going to bring somebody here? Please ask your neighbor, how many people have you brought to church this year? How many people? How many people? Some of you, as you are there, you just pack your as you are going out. They say, yo, sorry about not even okay. Some people, it's only an invitation they need. Just now, I'm taking you to church today. I'm taking you to church. So when the guy came, then the master said, the place is still not full. And he told them, go again. Go again. And this time, he now changed the word. And he used the word, compel, anakazo them. My prayer is that an anakazo spirit will enter into the church. Amen. An anakazo, something that makes us not take no for an answer. Yeah. Because the meaning of anakazo, when they say to compel, even the word compel, it's not, <laughs> oh please, I'm going to church. <laughs> please, hey, will you join me? Will you join me? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'll go tomorrow. Isn't that the answer we have been getting? Yeah. Because we have not compelled them. Church, there is a type of evangelism. You see, honestly, let me say, can I speak my heart? Eh? In case you have not known, you haven't seen it. Eh? The devil, the Neniabre. Oh, yes. His eye is red. So much misbehavior. So much. I am a pastor of students. I wish I could tell you what is going on on our campuses. I wish I could tell you. Hey, pastor's children, pastor's child, you have not married the guy, you are living with him. A pastor's child, yeah. Not one, not two. One of them, the gentleman was a pastor's child and he said to me, he said, if my parents knew what had happened to me here, they won't believe it. Because when he goes home, <laughs> but when he comes to school, he was living with a girl. Oh yeah, oh yeah, not just sleeping with a girl. I said living with a girl, like husband and wife. Hey, you are very quiet. Oh yeah, I'm telling you what is in the world. Another young lady, she told me, she said, oh, pastor, I can be sitting down there, then I start to feel for a man. So I get up and I go. I said, you go. And she said, I go to look for a man. I said, 
for a man. Well, and as I'm saying, you see, some of you are like, oh, we don't say such things in church. We don't. And then such a person, you are going to call the person church, and then you are going to say, oh, please, will you accompany me? And then you say what? Let's make it tomorrow. Listen, there is a type of evil eh? if we don't begin to compel. Compel. Hey. It says Anakazo threaten. Hey, the church has become quiet. You see, I am talking about the evils of the young ones, but if we were to look at the evils of the adults, we will not live here tonight. Yeah. It's not as if the evils are, are the, the adults are holy. Not at all. Not at all. No, 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 no. And so we also need to wake up. We need to wake up. We have abandoned technology. We have left it. We said that, oh, it is for uh, young people. It's for what young people? Hey, if you have a phone, you better learn how to use it. Uh-huh. I say you better learn how to use it. Hey, the church has become quiet again. Yeah. You better learn how to use it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Because we have to become wild. Some of the people, you won't get them to call unless uh, to, to catch, unless you send them a message. Unless you send them a scripture. Unless you send them a verse. Yeah, it's all part of the threatening. It's all part of the forcing. The, the table is too much. Table. I didn't say it was in that day. The Bible says compel to threaten, to force. Hey, you know, we don't like the use of the word force. We don't like the use of the word force. But we have to use it. My son is a, is a pastor. He's a young boy. He's a, he's a student, but he's a pastor. Pastors a church. He went to his hostel one Sunday. And I noticed on a Sunday, I knew that he would not be calling me, but he was calling me on the phone. I said, ah, what has happened? When I picked the phone, he said, I don't know what has happened here last night. I can't find my members. There's glass everywhere. I don't know if it is I'm Robert who came here in the night. I don't know what... I said, okay, okay, you hold on. Let, let's investigate. Do you know what had happened the night before? Do you want to know what had happened the night before? There's a party. They had smoked weed. They had done everything. When they finished, they fought, broke glasses, and everybody had run away from the hospital. Come on, you've got to be serious, church. This kind of small, oh, you know, eh, I've come to invite you. My friend. No, no, no. She said, Right now, we have to enter the mouth of the lion's den. We have to enter. We must go inside. Yeah, we must go and preach the gospel there. Oh, they will call us names. No problem. What, when was the last time you did some dawn broadcast around? Hey, the church is quiet on me again. When was the last time you just entered a place door to door? And when you are going to door to door, nowadays, please, we don't go at a convenient time. Go at a very 
inconvenient time. <laughs> yeah. Tell the person, I'm inviting you to church. I'm bringing you to my church. And after saying it, go and bring them. Physically arrive there and bring them. Hey. Amen. Oh, I won't go. Oh, we are going. <laughs> yeah. Anakazo. Anakazo. We need it. Each one of us needs it. We need it. We need it. Are you in the house tonight? I don't know what you are thinking about, but I came to tell you that you need the Anakazo spirit. That spirit does not take no for an answer. It doesn't take no for an answer. And you know, it will, I, know, I discover one of the things that, you see, sometimes, sometimes we are, we are not, I, I don't want to use the word, but I can't find another word for it. Sometimes we are not relevant. I'll explain. I was invited one time by one of our churches in the campus to come for a convention. And I went for the convention. Our church in that campus is not so large, 50 people, 60 people. We had a good time. And it was my first time on that campus. And I thought that the campus was a small place. Are you with me tonight? I thought it was a small one. So I went there Wednesday, Thursday, on Friday night. When we finished the convention and I was leaving, as I came out of the place where we had the meeting, ah, the whole campus was alive. Lights everywhere. It was the first time I had not seen a hoverboard before. And even as I'm saying hoverboard, some of you have not even heard the word before. Yeah, it's um, one of these rolling... Please, who can describe a hoverboard? Like skates, yeah. And they are moving, you know, and they're like, hey, right in front of me, there were students hoverboarding up and down. So we asked them, what is going on? Everybody was wearing white, white. They said, oh, there's a party tonight and we are all going to the party. When I sat in the car to go home, there were tears in my eyes and I said, God, the church on this campus is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. We had come out of a room singing Hamponi Nansro Let me tell you the truth though. Hamponi Nansro is very good inside the church but it will not catch anybody outside the church. To get them outside the church we need a medicine that will catch them. And that is why I'm saying prepare the outreach well. Prepare it. Who are you going to? Who are you going to speak to? And then find their language and speak it. Sometimes it will cut across things you have. You don't, you don't want to go there. But sometimes you must go there. I'm ending. I went to a campus, another campus. I was invited by the head teacher to an NTC. And this lady was a Christian. And she said, I need Christ to be preached on this campus. 
again, it was a place where we had a branch. So I knew the campus a little. And as I thought about the outreach, I said, Lord, if we go to this place and we just go to have an ordinary meeting, the Christians will come. But the unbelievers that we need to come will not come. Lord, I need help. Well, in my church, there are dancers. <laughs> when I say dancers, of a certain type of dancing. First love, say amen. <laughs> and I said, if I release these dancers in, this, in the school, the Christians will not like me. But I'm looking for unbelievers. So we went to the campus and just as I expected, the Christians were there. But this time, I decided to carry all my dancers with me. So I carried them. And I told the choir today, dear, you are the ones who will go and knock on doors in the school. And then the dancers, you see the type of music that they even play. Tell anybody, it's borderline. All the words are Christian words. But you see, when you hear some music, you think, but everything is a Christian song. But then they danced. And as they began to dance, the unbelievers began to pour out of their halls, pour out of their rooms, stream into the place. Then we made a drama as well. So when I finally was ready to preach, I apologized to the Christians. I said, sorry, maybe we offended you, but I didn't come for you. I preached the gospel and I saw these children come in giving their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. We were at home. I think it was around either early December or something. I got a text. This particular gentleman with a name who is also in that NTC, the guy has just died. I said, oh, what's it? that's a pity. Then the person said to me, I'm sending you a picture of the altar call. He's the one standing in that altar call in the church set. And I said, Lord, I thank you. We never knew as we went to that campus that there was a deadline of about five months on that young man's life. I thank God for the decision to use Anakazu. Hallelujah. Something that is not what we would ordinarily use. Just to catch some unbelievers. Church, are you ready for it? You need to step out of your comfort zone. And begin to look for what will catch those people there. Sometimes it's not comfortable, I tell you. Are you with me? I prefer the... What a friend we have in the, I prefer that one. I prefer a certain kind of music. But if changing the tempo of my music and the beat of my music, if it will catch somebody, then I will change it. Yeah, I will change it. I will change it. Hallelujah. God, days when evangelistic meetings could be held in churches. Now we've got to go there. I said, now we've got to go there. Carry your speaker, carry your box, whatever. Just stand there and preach it. Yeah, streets, just do it. Take the music to the street. Play. Now it is gospel music of all types. 
Let the people, they'll be dancing. Unbelievers will be dancing. Halfway through, kill the music and start talking. Tell them that we are all dancing here. But a day is coming when we will go. What about you? Are you ready to accept Christ? It will work. Hallelujah. I said it will work. And it doesn't cost much. Oh, to play music on the roadside. It doesn't cost anything. It doesn't cost anything. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, are you ready? And Nakazo, are you ready to step out of your comfort zone? Step out. Please, I'm not saying go and just do anything. You have a pastor. Yeah, it's your missions week. Yeah, whatever. Add yourself and do it. If you are going to a community, add yourself and go. Be the one to go and fish people out. Sometimes when you go, you have to go and fry the fish for the woman so that she can go and get ready to come. It's true. You have to go and wash. Yeah, do washing. Hang it out there so she can come. Yeah, but do something. May the spirit of Anakazo enter us and move us until the house is filled. Please stand to your feet. I want us to pray tonight. Hallelujah. Tonight you just want to pray that the spirit of Anakazo, that thing that moved that servant, to go out there and compel people and drop people and even people and some people and bring them in for the house to be full we want to say lord let that spirit rest upon us please lift up your voice and begin to pray begin to pray begin to pray begin to pray somebody out there needs to hear your voice somebody needs to hear your voice oh Whose room is near your room? Whose house is near your house? The person needs to hear you talk about Jesus. Ask the Lord for the Nakazo spirit. That the spirit of Nakazo will come upon you. So that you can share. So that you can tell about Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray. Oh Lord. Let that spirit come upon us. The spirit that does not tolerate an empty God, but will cause us to go. Let that spirit catch up with us right now. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Oh God, touch us tonight, Lord. In the name of Jesus,
Somebody pick, the, pick it for me. Miracle worker, come and do a miracle. Miracle. Come and do a miracle. It's part of our prayer tonight. We're asking for a miracle to happen. Miracle worker. Oh, yes, he's the miracle worker. You are a miracle worker. Oh, come, come and do. A miracle, a miracle today. Come and do a miracle, a miracle today. Your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. You are a miracle working God. Your name
seats I just want to do one thing you are here tonight and as you have listened to this message something has entered you to say that as for this mission month Lord use me if that is your heart cry where you are standing just lift up your hand just lift it just lift it we want to pray a prayer pastor so many hands are with you I want to just pray a prayer father as we have lifted our hands that we will be serious missionaries this month. Father, equip us. Let the spirit of Anakazo come upon us. That we will be the means by which people will be drawn to you. Let no job be too hard for us. Let nothing be too much. Let nowhere be too far. Help us to follow the lead of the leader you have given to us. And Lord, May hundreds, thousands come to know you because of us. I pray that a fire will stir in our spirit, even stronger than before. And Lord, to you be all the glory. Bless us and help us in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. Shall we welcome Apostle? Thank you for listening to Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce. We believe you have had an encounter that will change your life. 
Keep listening to messages by Lady Reverend Dr. Joy Bruce of the First Love Church Ahidiasi. For more information, live video messages and updates, please visit our Facebook page, Dr. Joy Bruce. God bless you.